getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is the Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. Welcome to the Learning with me, Ennio, at Global.media. See, almost everywhere you turn, you hear people complaining about spam on social media. Probably hear more complaints of spam from LinkedIn users than most. Look, simply, you don't want to be a spammer. Of course you don't. If you spam people, then your chance of doing business with them goes down the pan. And clearly, social media platforms like LinkedIn will take issue with you if you're spamming people. They could block your account or restrict your account. So today, let's get a handle on spam, what it is, what it isn't, and what you should do to stay on the right side of potential customers on LinkedIn. So when it comes to spam, you know, there's many ways of looking at it. And I suppose my personal view is that it's not just on what marketers do that gets bad reputation. Obviously, we'll see bad behavior on LinkedIn, but also there's a lot of the view about spam being down to the person who's complaining. We can agree what's not acceptable, but many people, I think, take it too far. So today's episode is not just about what you can and can't do. It's also about understanding people's behavior and why they do what they do and how you can almost reframe your thinking so that you can understand why they're doing what they're doing, be it on LinkedIn or any, any other social media platform. So when it comes to social media, whatever you do, there'll be someone who complains and there'll be someone who does not complain. That's what makes the idea of what is spam so difficult. So my hope today is that you get ideas about what is definitely not okay to do on LinkedIn because you'll be breaking the law, because you would like to be offending LinkedIn and risking your account. And more importantly, because you're potentially missing out on customers because they find your behavior offensive. Okay, so let's begin at the proper beginning. Now, what is spam? By definition, spam is a slew of unsolicited and unwanted messages that we get every day. Sometimes these messages are just unwanted. Other times they hold malicious spyware and other harmful content. This definition is a great place to start. So, but let, let's clear up one thing first of all, right from the off. If you're sending people malicious messages or messages that include viruses or spyware, that's against the law. That's not spam. You can expect to get your account terminated if you get reported to LinkedIn by anyone. And so you should. Now, breaking the law is not a spammy thing. Literally, there's, there's things to do and there's things definitely not to do. So when it comes to things to do, that's why the, the part in the definition about unsolicited and unwanted messages opens up a whole world of potential actions that can be viewed as spam or not. Now, what do I call spam? See, on every social media platform, I genuinely believe that you can expect to get messages from people that you don't know. You know, the whole point of social media is that you can send and receive messages. It so happens that many of these messages are peddling products and services. I don't think anyone should be offended when they receive a message from someone on social media that's asking you to interact or find out about what they do. If to call a random message spam, it's not far from complaining about seeing adverts and posters or flyers as you walk down the road. See, when it comes to spam, the thing to bear in mind is that one man's meat is another man's poison. The reality is that we see random messages of spam if we're not interested in what they're offering. 
you know, but there were people out there who want and need that service. Now, you should be able to see that a message that's relevant to you is not spam. You know, it's seen as smart targeted advertising. Whereas if we're not interested in what that person is selling or offering, then you tend to bin it into the spam folder, in your mind at least. For me, the thing about messages on social media, like LinkedIn, is that you can simply ignore it or decline the offer and move on. So in terms of behaviours on LinkedIn, now, I would not call sending a connection request message to someone that you may not know a spam. I know some people do. I get many people who... They get all huffy about themselves, you know, and literally you know, they will cry foul. You know, how they message me when they, I don't know you. I only connect with people that I know, you know, in real life. It's like, whatever, you know, really whatever. Some people are interested to report me to LinkedIn. So my response is usually, the only reason I can message you is because LinkedIn lets me do so. I tend to list the ways I've got to find them. The fact that LinkedIn lets me do it, means I can do it. And I tend to just remind them quite simply, if you don't like my message, you're not interested, then just ignore me and move on. Taking the time to respond to me, you know, with your frustration and annoyance is just wasting your time and wasting my time. I'd rather you just leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. Now, the thing is about connection request messages, we'll come back to the LinkedIn functions, you know, later on. When it comes to sending connection request messages, you can't send them repeatedly. So you can't spam anyone with a connection request message. Remember that definition? You know, a slew of unwanted unsolicited messages. A slew meaning several, repeated. Well, you can only send one connection request to someone because LinkedIn just doesn't let you send any more than that. Of course, now you can withdraw your connection request if someone doesn't accept it. But again, you have to wait at least three weeks before you can send another one. Yeah, so it's very hard to spam someone by just sending them a connection request message. Now, now, on the connection request message side of things, of course, LinkedIn's policies say that you can't, you shouldn't connect with people that you don't know. To me, that's like saying, I leave my front door open, but no one can come in which is frankly unreasonable. See, I live in Cornwall. Yes, it's nice and safe here. Of course it is. And we leave our front door open most of the day. It's not a surprise to us or a problem that the postman or postwoman will walk in to drop a parcel in the hallway, especially if no one answers the front door. You know, there's no point complaining because that's just what we're doing when you leave the front door open. So on LinkedIn... Thought making connections and sending connection requests is there. And we and people use it, get over it. See, I'm one of those annoying people who will thank you for declining my offer. Now, if you say I'm not interested, no thanks, I will respond to you and say, okay, no problem at all. Now, if you change your mind or if this situation changes or someone in your network can benefit from my service, then by all means, get in touch and I'll leave it at that. Most of the time, just I do the thanks, but no thanks follow up because I find that you know roughly one in twenty-five people who say no will engage with you when they get the 
polite thanks but no thanks message. So for me, you know, it's worth doing just for the sake of it. We can move the connection request message perception to other messages on LinkedIn. You see, me sending you a message about my services, it's not spam. Of course it's not. I don't see the point of connecting with someone if you don't want to know what I do. Sometimes I'm sure I'm different to many people in the sense that I'm quite blatant to my connection request message. And I will say very clearly, I do X, Y, Z for people like you. If you're interested, let's connect. So it's only natural that I will send you a message saying what I actually do and how I can help you. Again, if you're not interested, by all means, move on. You know, don't even reply. I have no problem if you don't reply at all because, you know, it makes a difference to me whether you say no or whether you say nothing. I think you're not interested in either case. And many people, rather than just moving on, they will sit there. I don't know whether they get stressed. I just, you know, I got an image of people, you know, literally blowing steam out of their ears when they get a message. Just don't see the point. See, it's all people who get all heated up about getting messages on LinkedIn. I think that's all people who go to networking group like, you know, a serious group like BNI, for example. And then come away accusing the members of being too salesy and of putting too much pressure on you because they're dead to mention the word barrels. Hello? Networking is all about generating business. We're there to generate business, much like we are on LinkedIn. So telling you what I do and trying to get you to give me introductions to the right people who might want to buy my service, that's the game. You know, it's not because we're too salesy. It's what we're there for. I accept it may not be your thing, but obviously, you know, don't come back if that's not your thing. Go to another networking group where no one mentions referrals ever. Yeah, I tend to stay away from those sort of groups. You see, I accept, you know, when it comes to, I suppose, telling people about what you do, you know, again, just use networking example. Similar on LinkedIn, really. You know, if you run around shoving your business cards in people's hands and shouting, buy my service, buy my service, buy my service, all you're going to do is irritate people and they will literally run away from you. Same happens on LinkedIn. See, this leads me to think often it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You see, it's worth thinking about the messages that you send to people on LinkedIn. Of course it is. You, know, you should genuinely think hard and how do you introduce your service? You know, would everyone who marketed on LinkedIn, uh, well, I suppose you know, people like me who do it extensively, gurus, you know, the experts, they'll tell you, don't sell on LinkedIn. See, when you don't sell on LinkedIn, it's much less seen as spam. You know, your messages should take the conversation slowly. See, even if you focus on building relationships, and they're taking the conversation off LinkedIn, then you know, it's much more likely that people you connect with might be one day interested in actually doing business with you, at least finding out more about what you do. See, at the end of this episode, I will look at the things that you should definitely avoid when it comes to spam on LinkedIn. So hang in there. So let's go back to this issue of what is spam. So the point I was making is that 
a lot of people make a boo-boo out of the follow-up message on LinkedIn. You know, they make a hash out of the first message as well, by the way. If you send a generic, ooh, I'd just like to build my network and just like to connect, people will connect with you and expect nothing more from you. Whereas if you are honest, direct, transparent, then a lot of people do expect to hear more from you. That's what they connect with you in the first place. And I see so many generic messages on LinkedIn, I just wonder what the sender is thinking. You know, it's all right being polite, it's all right being wishy-washy, but I'm surprised that people who connect with you are also wishy-washy. It reminds me of Lions, LinkedIn Open Networkers. See, for a long time, I genuinely thought the Open Networkers, if I connect with them, especially when I get a connection request message from a lion, I always thought, okay, we've got nice people. Why not? But suddenly, you know, my experience became, if I connect with a lion, I tend to get sales messages, not just on LinkedIn, in my inbox. So people using being a lion as a way to just gather up people, whether they're interested in the service or not, and then you know, hammering you with more and more sales messages. That's one of the things that put me off being in line or at least uh, giving lines and, and more of my time. And I say, you know, being disingenuous doesn't get you anywhere. If anything, it makes people run away from you. See, a key word that I, you know, I used in definition of spam earlier is repeated. Back to my point, you can only send one connection request message to someone, so you can't spam with a connection request message. Of course, you can delete a message, like I said, and then also you have to wait several weeks when you send another one. See, sending more than one follow-up message to someone, which I see often, is definitely spam. You know, I don't mind if you send me a message. And again, remember the fact that because we're connected, I can send you a message. Now, you can send me a message because we're connected. Just by clicking accept or connect, LinkedIn gives you the possibility for us to engage in conversations. If you never connect with me, that conversation will never, ever happen. So no, there's no point in my going into one because someone sent you a follow-up message about what they do. Now, you know, it's when that person sends repeated follow-up messages that I will tend to... Again, there's no point getting annoyed. I don't get annoyed. I just ignore them. See, this belief that some people have that if they badger you hard enough and often enough, eventually you take notice and apparently get, get your checkbook out or your, at least, you know, your debit card. See, for marketers, it's quite simple. If I'm not interested in what you sell the first time you tell me what you sell, the chances that I'm not going to be interested in time number five when you tell me it's the same thing. So one message is enough. If I'm interested, I'll let you know I'm interested. If I'm not interested, then you know, I just literally go, you know, I'll just ignore you. The fact that you keep sending me messages, the same message over and over and over and over, just makes you look desperate and unprofessional. And it's even worse, you know, when that message then becomes a harassment on my entire life. But I'll, I'll talk more about that towards the end of the podcast. You see, it's spam if you send me a sales message about your service, a special offer, when I respond that I'm not interested. 
if I say clearly, no thanks, there's no point sending your sales pitch. Like I say, you know, there's nothing wrong with your thanks, but no thanks, polite acceptance. I accept your instruction. I'll leave you alone. But also leaving the door open in case you change your mind in the future. Carry on badgering people with a sales message who said, no, I'm not interested. It's wasting your time to also wasting their time. See, back to my point about LinkedIn and how you see spam. See, LinkedIn gives us so many ways to reach out to people. So many ways. Now, I'm genuinely surprised that more people don't use LinkedIn for direct marketing. More and more people are using LinkedIn these days. Some better than others. It's probably why the complaints that people are making get more and more. See, now when I say LinkedIn, there's just so many ways to send messages to each other and connect with you know, people you don't know. You know, look at how Sales Navigator works. You know, look at how email works. There's always send messages to people that you don't know. You know, some that also some you pay for, but most of those you pay for. So I don't understand why they think we're not going to do it when we can do it free of charge. Of course we are. Don't be surprised that people use the function of LinkedIn. They say, you know, even now this thing about only connecting with people that you know is it's a weirdism on LinkedIn. If you look at it, the people you know are your connections, right? Your first level connections. But the fact that LinkedIn gives us the chance to connect with second levels and third level connections. So the idea you can connect with friends of friends, second level. You can connect with friends of friends of friends, third level. It means that we can connect with, you know, we know people that we don't even, that we've never met. You know, you have to bear that in mind when you're complaining about someone reaching out to you who doesn't know you. By LinkedIn standards, by LinkedIn's criteria, I do know you. Because you're connected, because you're connected to someone who's connected to someone that I know. Sorry, that's just how LinkedIn works. Get used to it. Otherwise, well, I don't know what, what you can do apart from leave or just ignore me. So, you know, what can you do not to be a spammer? Before I mention what you can and can't do, I say, you know, I mean, I go back to my point again. You know, we have the tools to message people on LinkedIn, that we're, especially those that we're connected to. But it's a lot about how you do what you do in terms of messaging people. You know, there are some things that no-nos, some things that are just good practice. So let's start with a good practice. You see, the first thing you do before you send someone a message on LinkedIn is get the permission. You know, is it all right for me to send you some information about our services? They can say yes or no. You know, I can guarantee you, if they say yes, the chance of you getting a positive response are much higher. Once you've got a dialogue, then the chance of building a relationship is much higher. You're just going to bombard everyone that you connect with, you know, with messages. Like I said, they'll just run the other way and you probably never know. The chance of you to be doing business with them is, is none. Second thing I would say in terms of good practice on LinkedIn is simply that you can't sell your service to me if you don't know my situation, the issues that I have and my priorities. You know, I can't be interested in what you do when I don't know you and you don't know me. 
So, yeah, instead of trying to sell on LinkedIn, focus on taking the conversation off LinkedIn. Yeah, genuinely focus on getting to know your connections in the real world. And then once you understand what the issues are, then you can explore what you can possibly help with. But if your service can be helpful to them, then you can introduce it. If your service is, and I can't help them, there's no point even trying to introduce it there. Obviously, but unless you actually spend time to actually talk to them, be it in a, in a remote meeting, a phone call, or even email exchange, then it's very hard to sell anything that you don't know is going to work for me. Another thing about good practice is simply the idea that, yeah, I know it sounds obvious, but there are people who sort of miss this point. Now, don't be pushy. If you're pushy on LinkedIn or any social media platform, the recipient will just think that you're just being annoying. They'll see you negatively and they'll just learn to move on. You know, so literally, if someone says no thanks, that's the answer. You know, it's a legitimate answer to a marketing proposition. You know, it may not be right now what you want, but no thanks means I'm not interested and it's not right for me. Of course, we'll want to hear someone say, yeah, of course, tell me more. You know, how much does it cost? You know, again, uh, there's no need to badger people on social media. You know, it's like I say, it's, it's all right to leave the door open for the future. My service may not be right for you right now, but don't hesitate to get in touch with me when the time is right, so if the need arises, just leave it at that. See, there's some behaviours on LinkedIn that will say, for sure, you know, you really, really want to avoid you know, because it just it doesn't look good on you, and you know it borders on criminal. You know, going back to the, the last point I'll make about good practice on LinkedIn is to learn how to do messages, learn how to send messages to the right people. I mean, I suppose targeting and messaging go together. You know, if you're just going to connect, you know, send connection request to anyone randomly, then your chance of being perceived as a spammer is much higher. But if you target your connection request to your people that you can actually help make a difference to, then they're much more likely to see your connection request as legitimate. Similarly, once you connect with them, if you send sales message, then your chance of engaging them just goes out the window. But if you can learn how to nurture a relationship, then like I said earlier, get to know them, you know, and focus more about how you can help them rather than about you. You know, we do our service. You know, we you know, we provide. You know, we are avoid those words where you can. We work with clients to you know we work with you to our clients achieve get. You know, so there's many different ways that you can say what you do without being overly salesy. You know, the aim has to be to focus on the person you're talking to because then they can receive your message in a much more positive way than if you could talk about yourself and yourself only. So I've tried to resist getting to this last bit. I don't know why. No, that's where no, it, it probably brings up bad memories for me. You know, so there's things that you definitely, definitely, definitely shouldn't be doing on LinkedIn, especially if you want us to be friends or you know, much less if you want me to be potential prospect number one on the list 
please don't proposition me. I'm not here to have a sexual relationship with anyone. I don't care how you look and how I look is frankly none of your business. If you know how many times I get told how I look lovely in my profile picture, you know, I look, I look pretty. It's like, please, really? Look, it, not only is it unprofessional, it's embarrassing. Now, for you, who's the one who's doing the propositioning, it's just wrong. You know, you don't know who you're talking to. You know, you might think whatever you think, but literally, LinkedIn's not a place to proposition anyone. It's a professional network, and we're here primarily to build relationships in a professional sense. I'm here to do business, really. Anyone who's watching this, the video version of, of this podcast, you know, will understand why you can't call me pretty, especially, and you, can, you definitely can't call me blonde, so don't do it. I suppose the second biggest one is the people who will leave comments to try and sell their products in my comments box. I'll never understand it. You know, if, you, if you've got a comment to make about my post, or you know, about, or about you know, interaction we've had, then please make it. You know, comments are not there for you to say, oh, check out my page, or check out my profile, or see my blog. Obviously, if it's relevant, then by all means, you, know, you, may, you, know, you may want to go there. But you know, if all you're doing is just putting links in people's comments boxes, then words can't explain it. They will hate you in a very big way. At least, they're, at least they'll be hating on you anyway. You know, literally, don't do it. Another definite no-no on LinkedIn, if you don't want to be a spammer, is don't send repeated messages. Like I said, if I'm not interested in the first message you send, I'm not going to be interested in the second one, third one, fourth one, fifth one, or how many you send. You know, doing business with you is not on my agenda. You might want to focus on asking why rather than keep badgering with the same message. See, another criminal behavior, I say criminal for a reason because it really is against the law. You know, it really is criminal. See, don't scrape LinkedIn for people's email addresses and then bombard their inbox. There are not people doing this these days. You know, I know there are tools that let you do it, you know, but if I connect with you on LinkedIn, unless we agree expressly that we can talk on phone on the phone or an email never email me you message me on linkedin if you want but don't take it off linkedin and start harassing me it seems like a lot of people seem to think you know if i send enough emails again they will respond the fact that i connected i connected with you on linkedin does not mean that you can email me without my consent gdpr applies and with GDPR, you have to get consent if you can actually email someone in a marketing sense. So you know, there's definitely no place for badgering with emails because I'm one of your LinkedIn connections. You never get away with it. And if I can report you to the information and the commissioner, I, I, I probably will. See, spam is a big topic, you know, so I'm trying to bring this to an end. Now. Spam is a very big topic. Of course it is. It's one that sort of is very emotive. I think that it is genuinely on the recipient to be reasonable and understand how social media works. I expect to get messages from people on social media. You know, messages that you may not be interested in what they're saying. This happens on all platforms. 
is when people start to become unprofessional and unreasonable that I can expect you to get aggravated, frustrated, maybe partly annoyed. But I won't spend my emotion on people who behave unprofessionally on LinkedIn. Now, at the heart of all of this is that you know, marketers, they are running the mock on LinkedIn because they get results. The truth that not many people are aware of or willing to accept is that direct messaging is a lot more effective than publicizing and just you know being visible. In other words, if I send 100 emails, I have more chance of getting someone to respond than 100 people walking past my poster on the street or on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Because people may, may like and engage with my posts, but the chance of them actually being interested in buying from me is virtually none. That's why people send direct messages on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on every platform there is out there. But I'd say quite simply, you know, keep within the rules of decency and professionalism. But I always think to myself, would I like it if someone did that to me? If the answer is no, then please don't do it. You know, otherwise, we know you look bad. And guess what? We all look bad. So spam, you know, don't do it. That's it for today's episode of The Learning with me, Eni, at Global.media. I hope you've liked it and enjoyed the episode. So that's it from me, Eni, at Global.media for this episode of The Learning. I hope you've enjoyed it or at least learned something from it. If you have, then as always, please like, subscribe, share this podcast. And be sure to tune in in two weeks' time for the next episode of Learning With Me, in the global.media. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Learning Podcast. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.